Hoffaday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. On this Friday, August 12th, 2016, 3.05 p.m., it's a little bit of a rainy Friday afternoon here at Harvest Ministries Campus, but everything is nice and green again, unlike the majority of the summer where everything was pretty brown. Now everything's back to green, the grass is growing, the trees are full of leaves, it's great. Carline is dissipating. Some of you might be sitting in Carline right now. Glad that you're with us today. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, KHMG 88.1 FM here in Barragata, Guam. All around the world, hbcguam.net, also on khmg.org forward slash LTF. You can listen a couple different ways. You can listen to the rebroadcast. The podcast through SoundCloud on khmg.org. Just click on the link there, LTF, and then uh, there's a link for SoundCloud there. You can download that to your smartphone or your computer or your tablet. You can also listen uh, through TuneIn, which is a real-time online way of listening to whatever we're broadcasting. But the cool thing about TuneIn is you can pause it if you have to step away from the radio for a little bit. Or you can just listen the good old-fashioned way, driving down the road in your car, Tune the dial to 88.1 FM, where the bottom station, I believe, the the very end of the dial, the left side, 88.1 FM, broadcasting in stereo quality here on Guam. For over 20 years, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary this last March, and glad that you are part of the KHMG family. Let us know that you're listening. Contact us on Facebook. Look for Harvest Family Radio on Facebook and like us. And uh, share a little note, maybe. Every time we get a new page view, someone goes on our Facebook page that's never been there before, we get a little notice about that, too. So if you've never taken time to look at Harvest Family Radio on Facebook, do it today. That would really be a big encouragement to us here at Harvest Family Radio because uh, sometimes radio is kind of a one-way form of communication. We send all this messaging out over the airwaves But there's no magical device that tells us how many people are tuning in on the other end. There's no way for us to know except for anecdotal evidence. People that bump into us and tell us they were listening. People that send us notes. People that stop by the radio station here on Harvest Campus, which you can do. We are located on the third floor straight above uh, the hub. Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the uniform store as well, just straight below us. And uh, we're on the third floor. You can take the elevator right behind the hub straight up to the third floor. And business hours, you can come in and see our operation. It's not real complex, but uh, we have a lot going on up here. We're very grateful to be broadcasting to you. Do you know that uh, this summer we started something kind of cool? We're broadcasting some of our programming into uh, Asia, Southeast Asia, uh, India, China, Mongolia, Japan, Korea, uh, a lot of different places, Philippines. Through Transworld Radio, partnership with Transworld Radio, we're broadcasting, I believe it's a 30-minute block of of programming into those countries, into areas where they're looking for English programming and uh, Bible-based programming. So we have some of our preaching programs going into those parts of the world, and uh, so we're so glad to be able to do that. So trying to spread the ministry as far and wide as possible, and uh, we're glad you're part of our audience. Now this show, Live Till 5, we've been doing this now for 178 episodes every Friday, 3 to 5 p.m., live 
But if you ever miss the show, you can listen to the rebroadcast. We we have a rebound broadcast on Saturday, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9. So catch us on the rebound. And we do that because we know a lot of people can't listen wall-to-wall. They can't just turn on the radio and listen for two straight hours. Usually their listening is 30 seconds to 5 minutes as they're driving in the car, in car line. They're between stops on the road, uh, things like that. They're on their way home from church. And so we rebroadcast the show so you can catch it. Rebroadcast in its entirety, but sometimes we th- say things that are contextual to Friday afternoon, like I'm looking out the window at car line dissipating. Well, if you're listening on Sunday night at 7.09 p.m., there is no car line, and it's not dissipating, and I wouldn't be able to see outside anyway because it would be dark. So you're listening to the rebroadcast on Sunday nights and Saturday afternoons, noon to 2. So just wanted to explain that for you. A lot of people like podcasts because they can listen at their convenience. They can download the show, listen at their convenience, and they can even listen at one and a half speed, which I do to some podcasts. So a two-hour broadcast uh, ends up being less than an hour and a half. That's a lot of fun. So you know what? It is the month of August. August is always a busy time uh, here at Harvest. School started, and that goes along with our theme, the back-to-school theme for our show later on. But uh, a number of other things happen in August as well. Did you know that uh, August is also National Traffic Awareness Month? Now, this was provided. This is listener-provided content from Bob the Librarian. Thank you, Bob. National Truancy Prevention Month. That's because it makes sense. That's the month you start watching out whether or not kids are skipping school. National Water Quality Month. National Win with Civility Month. Neurosurgery Outreach Month. Onion Month. Orange Month. Papaya Month. Mmm, papaya. Pedestrian Safety Month, Psoriasis Awareness Month, Rye Month. I haven't had a good piece of rye bread in a long time, but I digress. I must be hungry. Shop online for groceries month. Yeah, some papaya and some rye sounds really good right now. And if I shopped online for it, I'd be celebrating this month. Spinal Muscular Atrophy Awareness Month, Stevens Johnson Syndrome Awareness Month. Uh, Let's see here. What Will Be Your Legacy Month and World Muttagrees Rescue Month. I think it's like one of those dog-in-the-park type um, months. Now, of course, the Summer Olympics are going on right now as well, but other things are happening in this month. As a matter of fact, there are some special weeks. We are celebrating, because we're on the 12th of August here, as I look at my list. We're in the middle of, uh, we're at the end of the Weird Contest Week. We are in the middle of Sturgis Rally Week and Elvis Week and Stop on Red Week and National Health Center Week, National Fraud Awareness Week. But we are uh, starting into Gallup International Tribal Indian Pow Wow. Have you ever seen video of that? It's pretty interesting to see all the different tribal nations coming together. National Hobo Week. Yes, I said hobo. Some people just love that term, hobo. When I was a kid, that meant someone that like rode on trains for free and dressed in old baggy clothes and stuff. Now it has a totally different meaning, as in hobo bag. Um, let's see. National Motorcycle Week. National Chefs Appreciation Week starts tomorrow. Feeding Pets of the Homeless Week. So not even feeding homeless, but feeding their pets. National Resurrect Romance Week. National Aviation Week. On the 18th, Minority Enterprise Development Week. North American Organic Brewers Week. National Safe at Home Week starts in about a week. And, uh, of course, today is the 13th, is International Left-Handers Day. Let's all give each other a left-handed high five. There you go. Don't wreck the car, Mom. Uh, Middle Child Day, National Bowling Day, National Garage Sale Day, and National Filet Mignon Day. Mmm, that would be good for dinner. Tomorrow, Chef Appreciation Day, International Rose Day, National Navajo Code Talkers Day, VJ Day, the day we uh, secured victory in Japan, National Creamsicle Day. 
man, why are there so many food days? Sunday, best friend days, best friends day, check the chip day, cupcake day, national relaxation day, national no SpongeBob day, <laughs> no SpongeBob day, okay? And then the other 364 are SpongeBob day, I guess. Great, uh, let's see here, Liechtenstein national day and national lemon meringue pie day. That sounds like a great day. All these food days making me hungry. But you know what also is a lot of fun besides just talking about all the special days? One of my favorite segments. We call this segment The Buck Stops Here. Words of wisdom from the desks and wall plaques of many different successful people, whether they were barons of industry, leaders in technology, educational masters, presidents, professors, philosophers, athletes, other really smart people. The plaque on this man's desk said, if you're not the lead dog, the view never changes. That's a pretty good uh, competitive slogan. He was the president and CEO of the Nature Conservancy and the 12th president of NYU, New York University. And since it's back to school week, I thought it'd be appropriate to quote someone from an institution of education. He earned his PhD in economics in 1963 from NYU, where he served as a professor of economics. He was named president of NYU in 1975, served until 1979. At a trying time in NYU's history, he received widespread acclaim for bringing about an academic and financial turnaround at the country's largest private university. His research focused on nonprofit sector and his seminar, Effective Leadership and Social Enterprises, prepared students for leadership roles in nonprofit management. During his 10-year tenure, the National Conservancy became the world's largest private conservation group and protected more than 7 million acres in the United States alone. And again, his plaque said, if you're not the lead dog, the view never changes. And that's a quote of John C. Sawhill. And the buck stops here. All right, and it's a great afternoon this Friday, August 12th. Hoping that you are having a good time like we are here. The show is intended to entertain you. This is not a heavy-duty, deep-thinking show, although sometimes we do get into the deeper topics. Most of the time, it's a little more lightweight, trying to give you a good alternative on a Friday afternoon as you drive about. There are a lot of things on the radio, many stations to listen to. But we hope that uh, we're providing for you something that has a, a Christian basis, uh, sometimes a biblical, all the time a biblical worldview, but sometimes a lightweight look at things, something that make you smile, but also sometimes make you think, edify you, help you grow in your walk with Christ, depending on what the topic is of the day. Today, with the back the school theme, we have 997 students walking around in blue shirts and gray pants and gray skirts here on campus uh, enjoying their first two days of school, hopefully enjoying it. All the staff, over 120 full-time staff, about, I don't know, 100 part-timers, including our Bible college students. We have 80-plus Bible college students enrolled uh, this year. We have the radio broadcasting 24-7 here, uh, celebrating over 20 years in ministry. We have the hub open all day long from uh, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., serving delicious coffee and drinks and things like that. We're going to be... Uh, talking about the hub a little later in our what's in my coffee segment and uh, just having an all-around good time here at harvest family radio 88.1 khmg this is a great place to be on friday afternoon and we are glad that you are with us we want to take a short break but when we come back we'll be talking to sebastian 
and Kaipo and Chris and Lawrence and I don't know who else. But it's going to be a great time. Stick around more live till 5 after this short break. a little more live till five the school year has begun joined in studio by sebastian and kaipo now kaipo this is your last friday on the show for a while yes sir maybe I'm ever possibly till your dr satello dr satello in four years four years four oh years. boy it sounds like a long time but it goes by pretty quick yep. um and uh so you're heading out next week Yes, next week Wednesday, um, actually Kayla, Kayla mm-hmm. and I, um, will be headed over to Bob Jones University. We're I heard leaving. Spencer's on the same yeah, flight Spencer too. Spencer and right? his family also. Great, great, great. So that's pretty much a pack. Yeah, that's 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 good. You know, hopefully you won't have. I heard uh, uh, one of our staff members. She's she's a wife and a staff member taking her daughter to college this week. Had like sixty hours of traveling or something, or forty eight hours traveling because uh, oh, some man. hiccup with Delta's uh, software. And they got stranded in Atlanta for over 24 hours, I think, at the airport. At the airport. That's never a fun time. No, no. You'd be so exhausted by the time you get there. uh, There's no way to prepare for that. So, And then, of course, Sebastian, this is your second week on the show as a new staff member. How's your uh, first couple days of the school side of life going for you? It's going great. Uh, I think the kids are awesome. I'm looking forward to teaching them. Yeah, so you on the school side, you have some limited responsibilities. You're in chapel. I saw you today. Yes. Are you also helping with a life skills class? Or? Yeah, I'm assisting, uh, assisting teach life skills, and I'm also preaching in a couple chapels. Great, awesome, awesome. Well, it's it's fun, and it, you get kind of the hang of it, and you get to know some kids that way that you wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of fun. Well, I'm gonna talk about some idioms here, and you guys feel free to chime in if you, you know, feel led, moved. Uh, these are idioms provided from the Dictionary of Idioms. One of our listeners gave me this book about a year ago, and I've been using it ever since because I love idioms. They're just fun. And when you live in a third culture like Guam, where it's not where you're from, and a lot of other people, this is not where they're from, uh, not only do people bring in their own little uh, colloquialisms and idioms and things like that, figures of speech, but uh, then you also develop some of your own here. And then every once in a while you hear someone just say something you have no idea what they meant. So uh, sometimes they're like mixed metaphors or something. So anyway, here are some idioms today from the Scholastic Dictionary of Idioms. Down to the wire. It means to run out of time at the very last minute. Basically how we all turned in every college paper we ever wrote, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, and usually school bills as well. <laughs> the saying started in the early 1900s and became popular by the 1940s. Comes from horse racing. I would have never thought that. 
um, and the real or imaginary wire marking the end of the race. Today, we refer to that finish line. We say the person is working up until the last possible moment on the project. It comes down to the wire. Sometimes this expression can also describe a person who is very low on money. Yes, I think I've used it that way before (laughs) also. Draw the line at. If someone says, I'm going to just draw the line at that, okay? It's a specific limit, or especially about behavior. For thousands of years, whenever land was being divided, a line was drawn to show the end of one person's property and the beginning of another person's. That's where they'd put like a, a brick wall or a fence or something like that. Sometimes a row of trees. It might there might be trouble if people were not sure where the boundary lines were at, and um, so that's where the phrase probably came from. But the other possible origin could be like sport, like tennis or cricket, where there's actually a boundary line and you have to draw the line at the outer limit. So now this is one I've heard people say, but I did not understand what it meant. Dressed to the nines. You ever hear someone say they were dressed yeah, to the nines? I don't know where it's from but i'm pretty sure that's when you're like man you're decked out like tuxedos yep and you're just dressed very very well yep that's exactly right uh it wearing fashionable clothing dressed to attract attention there are a lot of there are a number of theories about the word nines in this idiom dates back to at least the 18th century two possibilities are that the nine is a mystical or sacred number of numerology three times three representing perfection so you're dressed perfect Another theory is that the saying comes from an old English expression, dressed to then ein, <laughs> uh, which meant dressed fashionably from your toes right up to your eyes, then ein, dein ein. Over time, the letter N shifted from one space. You know, it's kind of like uh, uh, they moved the, the syllable over, and eventually it became the nines. Hmm. The saying is sometimes expressed as dressed to the teeth or dressed to kill. Kill means to impress someone, not murder them, by the way. So so the origin is a little bit suspicious, like where exactly I come from. Uh, I want to come up with something like a phrase that will become an idiom that has no meaning. I'm going to turn Lawrence uh, nagging gas microphone on just in case he has something pithy to say here. But <laughs> I want to come sure. up with my own idiom that a thousand years from now, people will be saying, we don't really know where that came from. I'm not quite sure uh, who invented that, but we think it means this, and it means something totally different than what I intended. Like, say, like, you know, um, uh, a sock full of squishy bananas, you know, and that means um, to give to the poor. But, you know, a thousand years from now, you know, people are going to think that means, you know, it's it's a it's a, a raw state. It's a survival tactic. It's a survival tactic. Yeah, exactly. And so it, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna start using my own idioms that mean absolutely nothing, but I'm hoping to change culture permanently. <laughs> we'll see. I'm gonna use it on you just in yeah. three weeks yeah, when you forget right. you even Sock said that. Of squishy bananas. All right, uh, drive a hard bargain to insist on hard terms, making an agreement that is often to your advantage to buy or sell at a good price. This idiom goes back to the Greek writing AD 950. Uh, It made its way into English about 500 years later. To drive means to vigorously carry through some task. Hard means tough. How about this? Another driving ones. Another driving ones. One, drive you crazy to make someone angry or confused, to make someone very annoyed or frustrated. This popular expression originated in America in the 1900s. To drive has long meant to be in control of a situation, like being in the driver's seat. Uh, So if someone is doing something so annoying that it is making you lose your wits, 
then you're being driven crazy or mad or nuts or even up a wall. Uh, this one here, a drop in the bucket. Very small, insignificant amount. That's just a drop in the bucket. Like, uh, for example, college school bills. I got college on the brain right now. And I just put $1,000 on that school bill. That's just a drop in the bucket. Yeah, small and significant amount. Something, sometimes this expression, which comes from the Bible, did you know that? Isaiah 9.15 is a drop in the ocean. It's easy to see that one little drop of water is so close to nothing when compared to all the water in the bucket. In the same way, a small amount of anything is like a drop in the bucket when compared to the full amount that is needed uh, or desired. Let me give you, uh, how about two or three more here? Because this is just so much fun. Drop you like a hot potato. You ever say that? Uh, have you ever said that to anyone, Sebastian? I've never said that. Okay. You don't want to say that to a girl. I'm going to yeah. drop you like a hot potato. They could definitely take that the wrong way. Um, it means to get rid of something or somebody as quickly as possible. You don't want to get rid of somebody at all. Yeah, why are you trying to get rid of girls like hot potatoes? Yeah. I don't. I don't. What are you talking about, man? I'm <laughs> so, I am so nice. You are a nice guy. You would, you'd hold on to him like a cold potato. Anyway, my hands, uh, back. Uh, hot potato. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're boy. burning my hands. I want to drop you, but I can't because I'm too nice. A hot potato stays hot for a long time because it contains a lot of water. It if someone actually handed you a hot potato, you'd drop it quickly. If you didn't, you'd burn your hand like Sebastian. Yes. A writer in the early 19th century used the simile to mean to abandon or drop someone or something as fast as possible. Hot potato by itself means anything embarrassing or a dangerous problem. Okay. Dull as dishwater. Now, this is something, if you don't do dishes, it makes no sense to you. <laughs> but I do a lot of dishes, and it makes perfect sense. It means not inspiring, uninteresting. I put my hands in dishwater all the time, and it is not inspiring. It's, it's boring. An earlier form of this English expression was dull as ditch water, meaning the muddy water of a ditch. Charles Dixon, Dickens used it in a way uh, in a book in 1865 describing something boring and tedious. Ditch water is cloudy, definitely not exciting. So is dish water. The change in words probably occurred as a mispronunciation or mistake in printing. That's what I'm saying. It's going to start out as a sock full of squishy bananas. And then 500 years from now, someone's going to be quoting it, but with a different accent. They're going to accidentally say a pocket full of wishy bananas. And then the new phrase, a thousand years from now, will be, you know, a rocket full of gishy lafavas or something like that. Who knows? And it'll mean something totally different than what I... I hate So I'm trying, to, I'm trying to shape culture <laughs> you, in you it. Know. Anyway, Dutch treat. You ever you know what Dutch treat is, Kaipo? Sounds like Turkish delight. <laughs> sounds like yeah, it sounds treat? like the the second like thing that C.S. Lewis had in mind. No. No, <laughs> that is not true. Sebastian, you ever heard of Dutch treat Dude, before? It sounds like like chocolate or something. Nope. <laughs> Lawrence? Sounds like a wooden shoe with a padded insole. No. No, no, oh, okay. and no. With a, a Dutch treat. Candy. A Dutch treat. Each person pays for his or her own food and entertainment. Oh, like, you're you going heard, Dutch. You're going yeah, Dutch. Okay, it's right. Dutch treat. Got it, got it, got it. The expression came from American slang in the 1800s. Some word experts think it was first used by people who observed the habits of the Dutch immigrants who were thrifty and saved their money. This is a huge stereotype of Dutch people is that they're cheap. Not cheap, as cheap as Scottish people, but that's also another stereotype. When people paid for their own food and entertainment, especially on a date, the practice was called a Dutch treat or going Dutch. It means the same thing. Finally, and then we'll take a short break, then we'll come back for this day in history, died in the wool. Died in the wool. We don't wear many woolen garments here on Guam. 
And out of those, I don't know how many are died. But anyway, it means complete, permanent, or stubborn. If a wool is dyed while still in the raw state, the dye lasts longer than wool dyed after being spun or woven. At least since 1579, the idea of something being so deeply a part of something else that it wouldn't easily change was applied to the people who had strong, unchangeable beliefs with the expression, dyed in the wool. This saying was first used in political sense in the 1830s during the administration of Andrew Jackson. So, you know, if you're a dyed-in-the-wool Republican, you're a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat, you're a dyed-in-the-wool conservative, it means you're, you're basically inseparable from your uh, political views. And, and that is the idiom game. It's a lot of fun. Thank you, PC, for providing the book. We will use that every week for fodder for the show. Now, I think what we need to do right now, guys, is we're going to take a short break so that we can uh, get ready for the next segment, uh, This Day in History. So, listeners, stick around. More Live Till 5 after this short break. with a little more Live Till 5 on this Friday, August 12th, 3.36 p.m. If you're listening to the live broadcast, you might be listening on Saturday afternoon around 12.37 p.m. because we rebroadcast noon to two Saturdays. So some of the things we say on Friday afternoon might have the context of being a Friday afternoon or Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. It's probably about 7.37 Sunday night if you're listening on your way home from church. Glad you're with us. want to give you a quick weather update for those Sunday listeners, this is not going to affect you as much because it might be obsolete by then. But I just got a press release. Monsoon expected to bring more rain to Guam and the Marianas. This came out this afternoon, just about 20 minutes ago. For immediate release, August 12, 2016, monsoon expected to bring more rain to Guam, Marianas. Residents urged to keep an eye on the weather when making plans for the weekend. The National Weather Service Forecast Office, Teeds in Guam, conducted a special weather briefing in the Office of Homeland Security and Civil Defense this afternoon. National Weather Service advises a tropical disturbance developing west of Saipan is expected to gradually drift toward the east-northeast over the next several days, resulting in strong west and southwest winds scattered locally, heavy showers and thunderstorms over the Marianas this weekend and the first half of next week. There goes uh, working on your tan. Southwest winds of 25 miles per hour with gusts of 35 miles per hour in the showers are expected by Saturday. Hazardous seas, high surf, strong rip currents are likely over the weekend along the west and south-facing shores. If you have outdoor plans, you might want to have a plan B that involves either tarps and towels or have a plan B that keeps you inside out of the bad weather. Matter of fact, the uh, governor's office recommends the following. Um, clear drainage areas, unblock clogged storm drains in your area, minimize the chance of flooding. Um, if that hasn't happened already with all the heavy rain we've been having. Also, avoid walking or driving through flood waters. Just six inches of moving water can knock you down. Two feet of water can sweep your vehicle away. Uh, turn around and don't drown, I think is the uh, phrase they use. If there is a chance of flash flooding, move immediately to higher ground. If floodwaters rise 
around your car, but the water is not moving. Abandon the car. Move to higher ground. Do not leave the car and enter moving water. Avoid camping or parking along streams, rivers, creeks uh, during heavy rainfall. These areas can flood quickly with little warning. And you know you can go to uh, prh.noaa.gov slash Guam for the NOAA site or just National Weather Service. You can also look up National Weather Service Guam on Facebook, and you can follow the latest. You can look up uh, the Office of Governor Eddie Baza Calvo. They put out a lot of good stuff as well when it comes to weather. And if it gets really bad, of course, then uh, KHMG goes into weather mode, and we're here 24 hours a day during any bad weather. Now, since Chris Harper has been the station manager, we haven't really had much of that. It's kind of ironic that uh, John Collier left. We had had beautiful, sunny weather for 19 years almost. And then John leaves, and we had four storms when I was running the radio station. Then Chris comes, and now it's been beautiful, you know, pretty much clear skies, uh, biggest drought ever in history in Guam. So anyway, glad to share that with you. If you're listening on Saturday or Sunday, just uh, there might be a more recent weather update than that. And so just be aware. Now, yes, what you got there? This is a... Um Americano, and I didn't know if you wanted the tea or that. I, I like I like both. Okay. I'm really good with either one. I'll go with the coffee then. Okay. All right. All right. <sighs> we just kind of killed right. that segment because now everyone knows. So you're going to have to make it sound really good. You're going to have to use like some superlative. <laughs> oh, I can describe it like a Way champ. I, it uh, nags. I just I nailed it with one smell. I didn't even drink it. It was yeah. so hot. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, excuse that uh, behind the scenes no, look. It's, there. it's quite all right. It's like a backstage pass for all of our listeners. <laughs> Normally, we do it with finger pointing and and yeah. eyebrow gestures, but uh, we, we actually had to go audible on that one. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, we uh, recently updated our software and our music playlist, which called which is called the Palette here on Radio Logic. And the one song I'm not seeing is my "What's in My Coffee" theme song because it was a lilty little guitar number that I have no idea what the actual <laughs> name love of it the was. Ones. So we're gonna have to come up with a new one. So we might, we might, yeah, we're we're gonna come up with uh, a new "What's in My Coffee" uh, song right now. Let's see here. I'm gonna pick one that's just right here in my playlist. Maybe there is we, Guava Jam up there. Yeah, that, but that's my opening song. Oh, okay. It's got to be something. It could. I mean, uh, could this be, might draw on the young. It the could youth be vote. concerning Hobbits. I like it. It could be concerning Hobbits. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy. Which one do you guys think? Let's go with Galaxy. Yeah, try Galaxy. Okay, here you go. Uh, it might it might feel a little weird for some of you who've listened to every single episode and you catalog and you're our big <laughs> fan club. This might feel a little weird. It's gonna be strange for me, but let's try it. Here we go. No, this isn't right. <laughs> this segment is brought to us by Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore. Nah, let's try a different one here. Let's let's yeah. let's try concerning hobbits now. Let's it's see how this sounds. Here we go. Ready? Oh. <laughs> this segment is brought to us. By Hebrews Worldwide from the coffee Shire. shop and bookstore in the Shire. Nope, I don't like that one either. What? Hold on, let's try this. Here we go. Here, here's asleep. one. Here's one. Listen, this one. This one will make you want to go buy a drink right now. It's still open for 18 more minutes. Yeah, here we go. This segment is brought to us by Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, Christian music, books, gifts, including the largest selection of Yankee candles. In all the Marianas. I like it a lot. I go there every day. Now let's play What's in My Coffee. My coffee is not coffee at all. I think it's a type of tea, and I'm going to take a little whiff of it right now and explain this. For listeners, we get drinks from the hub. 
We describe them to you to try and entice you to come and get your tasty morsels at the Hub. Hebrews is open every day from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, right here on campus and after church services on the weekend. Ooh, it smells fruity. It's hot. Mmm, refreshing. Let me take a sip. Ooh, I burned my little lip. Um, let's see here. It's uh, It tastes like that green tea tropical, and I'll reveal th- what it is in a minute. Kaipo, what is your drink look like and taste like yes this looks like a um a cascading fluid of okay caramel goodness i'm thinking it's a caramel iced latte mm. which i, mm. I think it, it's did they label it no they so we not. have no way of actually that's, knowing that's definitely of the shade of a, of a british trouser yes I think. yes you're fighting trousers it's the color <laughs> of fighting trousers for sure bring me my fighting you know, trousers exactly what i wanted to I think has, about when i drink we my do drink compare all drinks to trousers trousers <laughs> yes i hadn't seen one in a while that that was that yes. shade so. yes that's actually yeah those are the uh those are the dockers field khakis number six d6 there you go all right, now, uh, Sebastian, this is your first time playing What's in My Coffee. Oh, yeah. So without telling us what the drink actually is, give us a few superlatives so our listeners can uh, envy the fact that they are not on the show with us. Well, it is um, it is kind of in this large orange device that contains <laughs> hot liquid. No one is jealous that you have a paper cup in your hand. They want to know what's in the cup. Okay. And inside it tastes like creamy... Uh, if you were to put rainbow into a into a flavor, rainbow, rainbow, wow, and you mix it with milk, okay, you're describing this like a brony. Oh man, no, <laughs> or a Milky Way. Um, it's a guy that likes My Little Ponies. You said no, it's a no, rainbow no, 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 with no, no, milk. No, no, no. Does it have coffee in it? Let me ask. Does it feel like? Does it taste like it has like espresso in it? It has a hint of that. Okay. Oh, does yeah. it taste like I have chocolate in it? No, uh, no chocolate. No. Maybe fruit. No, just just straight up rainbow goodness. Okay, all right. And Lawrence, we kind of know what you have in America. Yeah, I, I blew it. I, but I was all those non-Americans, but... they might not know what that is. What does it taste like? Um, it, it is generally a stiffer coffee. Yes. Uh, not a whole lot. There's no cream in it. It's black. Robust. But it's it's a it's a robust exp- espresso, not espresso, mm-hmm. with water in it added in there. But it's just it's smoother to me than acid drip is what I call the there stuff that comes out of like a pot. Yes, yes. That that's not good. This is yes. this is really uh, you know smooth, um, just dark black coffee. Yep. I learned from uh, I like Americanos because one cup of Americanos like four cups of coffee, but only one bathroom trip. That's what I learned from a local uh, coffee shop owner. Yeah. Anyway, I am drinking as I look at the label <laughs> here now with my trifocals. I am drinking the uh, cherry lemon green tea. Oh man, that's good stuff. This is my favorite tea now. Kaipo, we're not quite sure what yours is. It might be just an iced latte, right? I, I'm assuming so. Like a caramel latte, It could maybe? be their next uh, drink of the month. Um, Brit- <laughs> British we'll battle find trousers. Out. British bas- battle trousers. Yep. Fighting trousers, fighting, actually. Fighting. And then you have a mocha. I have just a mocha. A mocha. So amazing. mocha does have some ch- a hint of chocolate in it. Mm-hmm. And espresso. But a whole you know what? Rainbow. You probably have an iced mocha. You have a hot mocha. I actually I, I don't would, drink that's usually normally. Really? So this is a whole new experience for me. Yes. Oh, man. You went to school in a frozen tundra environment, and you didn't drink coffee. Like, very rarely, handful mm. of times. Okay. Only on security overnight. Good for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Not not giving in to pressure there. Okay, and then Americano. We This is uh, the What's in My Coffee uh, part of the show. So we promote selflessly and shamelessly 
the segment uh, that helps us get you to stop by the hub because it really is worthwhile and they do sell all the things i mentioned and all these drinks are a lot of fun to get so and it keeps us going through the second hour of the show so stop by there they're still open for 13 more minutes if you're out on the road stop by the hub and uh, tell them you heard about it from us we've had people walk in random strangers say i want that one thing that uh, jared was talking about on the radio and then they got to try and figure out what they gave me so anyway lawrence this day in history you're no longer a history professor i'm not but you still know yeah, a lot i still i still enjoy your head history. is full of stuff <laughs> yeah random mainly but um you guys talk about the olympics much up here or? not not much not oh, much man last week's exciting week swimming and gymnastics have been the uh the highlights here our this last week. week theme was the olympics yeah i mean that's <laughs> what i'm saying but now, like you know but i meant today but i meant today yeah, before yeah. we I haven't here. said a oh. word about olympics today yet. okay all right well all right. i'll leave that for the second hour then but yeah it's been an exciting yeah. week i'll yeah. leave it at that yeah. I've, I've got the olympic fanfare song yeah, maybe for the second hour, that'll yeah. be a, a good welcome, yep. welcoming treat. Got it. Um, anyways, let's go ahead and go with uh, Christopher Columbus, 1492. Did sail the ocean blue, but he arrives in the Canary Islands on this day during his first voyage to the New World. So Canary Islands are out there in the Atlantic. Um, again, he took, I think, three trips total on his first one, ends up here on this day. 1869, uh, this being right after or shortly after the uh, Civil War, Self-proclaimed Emperor Joshua Abraham Norton of the USA issues edict abolishing the Democratic and Republican parties. The, the Emperor of the USA? Yeah, well, it's self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. But could you imagine somebody today? I almost could see somebody standing up on some third-party podium. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not saying the third-party guy that's out there right mm-hmm. now, but just somebody. And, and basically saying, no more parties. It's ridiculous. I'm the emperor. Wow. What I don't year, know how much of a following that? that would happen. What year was that? That was 1869. Wow. So that was on August 12th, 1869. Right. Post-Civil War. Right. Post-Abraham hmm. Lincoln's uh, death. Um, so, yeah, I don't know uh, what what happened to him, but I'm sure, unless he had a decent following, why he'd even do it. But hmm. anyways, moving on, 1877, Thomas Edison invents the Edison phone. It is a sound recording device. Uh, and again, obviously, we are very progressed down that path of, of sound and audio playback and recording and all that sort of thing. A lot of how this uh, this radio station even works is based mm-hmm. on that kind of stuff. Um, 1888, Bertha, wife of inventor Carl Benz, you probably think mm. that last name sounds familiar because it is, makes first motor tour. That was in 1888. So uh, there is sometimes confusion out there about uh, Henry Ford inventing the very first car, uh, there were many out there, a lot in Europe, actually, more than in America, uh, this being one of them. Henry Ford perfected the assembly Correct. line. and made that an affordable his, car. Exactly. Made an affordable car. He was Most also a Nazi sympathizer, but... Well, yeah. Affordable. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's also Let's all sorts of... Let's not throw stones, Kaipo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be terrible. But I, I don't have that fact in front of me, so I can't just say, oh, yeah, I knew that, because I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Um, he actually, uh, this sounds like a terrible thing to talk about on radio, but he actually received an award from uh, Nazi Germany as one of the one of those, you know, Nazis that weren't in Germany at the time. Mm. But that I wonder if later on he recanted of all that. Yeah. It seems like he would have. I mean, there yeah. was a good solid uh, 15 years where the Nazi party was was a workers' party, and that's all it was. Right, mm-hmm. right. There were a lot of so, Nazis in England. And, and yeah. for a guy that worked with a lot of people and knew what non-union work looked like, 
there could be some sympathy for the Workers' Party there of mm. them getting attention and unionized. America won't get that until later. So, again, I, I would look at it more as him for, for what it stood for in the 30s as opposed to what it stood for in the 40s. But I don't know. Again, like he said, we don't have facts in front of us. Well, who needs facts? Who needs? <laughs> what else happened That's, this day in history? Uh, speaking of Henry Ford, he built the first Model T car today. Whoa. Today. That's not even made wow. up. So Bertha Benz did her tour a couple yeah. years earlier. And then 20 years later, in fact, he's making the first Model wow. T. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Uh, last few things here. Babe Ruth played his last game in, um, what's the uh, stadium I just thought of? Fenway Park. Thank you. Fenway Park. Uh, 1942 in Boston. But yes, yes, that, that's for the Red Sox, the team that traded him away, which is why there's Curse the Bambino. Obviously, mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. They've won right. a couple, but uh, into the early 2000s there was. 1942, British Premier Winston Churchill arrives in Moscow to meet Stalin. Uh, there again would be something where you look at the, what Stalin was like, and America and Britain teaming up with them. Uh, there was a lot of things we'd look at with a raised eyebrow that went on in Russia back in the 1940s and 50s. Uh, very sad things. Um, 1955, U.S. President Eisenhower raises minimum wage from 75 cents to a dollar. Wow. Whew. We're getting ready to go through another minimum wage I increase know. probably. Either I presidential know. candidate right now is proposing raising the minimum wage. I know. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I wasn't sure what this one sort of meant, but maybe you could help me. Yeah, if we understand. say it on the radio, I'm sure it'll be fine. 1964, Mickey Mantle. It's a sports one. Mickey okay. Mantle switch hits home run record 10th and final time in a game. I'm wondering if he, he 10 years, 10 different MLB seasons, he hit the switch hit home run record and bumped it up. And this is the final time he did it. Or he had 10 switch hit home runs. So he's normally right-handed batter. He batted left right. hand and hit his 10th left-hand home run, which is the record. It could he be. broke the, the switch hit home run record. It could be. I think so. Some of those baseball ones are a little tricky. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot to those uh, for sure. You know, it, it, you ever seen people who like go to the stadium and they have the little logbook and they they actually oh yeah, keep all people the stats bring a stat stuff. book. Oh you yeah, you can buy that. I know at uh, Very the Kaufman, the K where Royals play, you can buy the yeah. stat book at the end of the season. Yep. Some people really get into that. Actually, one of the um, one of today's current players, one of the um, more storied guys um, as of the last decade of baseball. His name is Carlos Beltran, who's also mm-hmm. oh, a switch yeah. hitter. He's, he, just, he, he just went back to the Rangers. He yeah. played for Kansas City for a while and yeah. we mistakenly traded him away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the Yankees, I think. Right, But um, for, um, he just hit his 400th home run a couple weeks ago. So he's a third or fourth switch hitter. Yeah, I saw that. The first Mickey Mantle's. First, uh, M- Mickey Mantle has the most. As right. A, and I think Willie, no, not Willie Mays. Um, Chipper Jones is another one that was in that list. So it had to be more than 10 home runs. It had to be his 10th time of holding the record. I think he's beaten his own record. Yeah, he has the most records. So he had 10 times. He won it 10 times. Yeah, Yeah, got it. Okay. like that. We're, we're, you know. Yeah, we're we're figuring things out here right now. We're feeling our way to the dark here. Uh, Believe it or not, two years ago already, World Health Organization gives its cautious blessing to the use of experimental drugs to treat the Ebola virus. Uh, that feels like a lot shorter time ago than two years, but that was when that breakout was going on. People were getting trained. The nurses were and all that. Um, and then finally, um, former President, U.S. US President Jimmy Carter reveals that he has cancer on mm. this day last year. Yeah. 
Um, is he still alive? Yeah, he is. He I is, saw a picture. He had toured uh, the Noah's Ark Encounter right before oh, yeah. it opened. That's making still big waves, no pun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I would like to see that. I really want to go and see I that. Would. I think it's a great gospel tool. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine being Ken Ham constantly. I mean, his whole life now is a media event because of this thing. So. Yeah. Uh, but, true. you know, he's had a life of being faithfully just proclaiming God's word, uh, talking about the book of Genesis. And so pretty, pretty interesting. Well, guys, we have about four minutes before the top of the hour. Uh, Lawrence, your folks are here. This is their last weekend. What are you guys going to do this weekend? Well, actually, we've got a pretty packed day tomorrow. Um, we're going to try to go do Lamb Lamb and Fish Eye, two very different places. You and guys are going to walk Lamb Lamb, yes. and then going to swim at Fish Eye. Yeah. The tallest mountain in the here, world. Then we're going to take a nap. And if you don't do that because of the weather, <laughs> yeah. monsoons and all that. Yeah. Uh, then we're going we're gonna, to uh, sit sit around and watch the Olympics, like probably. A, yeah, Olympic marathon. Yeah, I, I, I mean, can't say no I'd be upset about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ooh. We're, Sounds we're like gonna, fun. We're going to get a little bump, bunch, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> that need, yeah. That didn't sound right either. Yeah, we need a little either. drum roll. Okay. Bump, 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 bump. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Crash and burn. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, great. Yeah, Sounds like a fun we weekend for you, Sebastian. What are you doing this weekend? Man, my weekend is open. Really? I am free to do stuff. So if people are doing stuff and they would like to take you along, all they got to do is call you. Yeah. I mean, all right. Call I, the radio station. Facebook us. Know. No swimming with sharks, but that's about my only limits. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. Well, they say, you know, when you go swim with a shark, you only need a knife and a buddy. And if you see a shark, you cut your buddy. So there you go. <laughs> I am. Finally, someone that hasn't heard that joke. Whew, I, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard that, but I am a sea bass. So, I mean, I'd be that's pretty, true. Pretty Chilean open. sea bass, you know, Mexican <laughs> sea bass. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Kaipo, what are you doing this weekend? I am packing, getting ready to head out. To big trip. Go to college. Hey, you have a suitcase in the back of my car, by the way. Oh, that's... And tell I, the whole world. I, I gave that to The Caleb. black one? I'm pretty sure I gave it. Okay. Or you can have it back if you want it. Or she can take it. We'll, if figure, you want. It we'll figure out we'll our family it. life outside, outside of this. Outside, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> might, now the whole world bad. knows our big secret that oh, we no. are connected outside of uh, just a little radio world, but that's okay. All right. Hey, and maybe before you leave next Wednesday, you can get the opportunity to use the uh, expression uh, Dutch treat with me. Yes. Like we go out to eat and <laughs> he'd be personally you can buy personally grateful and I can be mine. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, and for our listeners, I hope you're going to have a good weekend. Let me just mention that if you ever miss part of the show, you can tune in on the weekend, noon to 2 Saturdays, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday nights. Guys, thanks for hanging in the first hour. No Kaipo and Sebastian are hanging around. Lawrence, you get out of here. Have a great weekend. Tell your folks you said hello. We'll do. All right. And uh listeners, you can also find us online at www.khmg.org forward slash LTF, LTF for Live Till 5. And uh, you can listen into the show at your leisure um, anytime you want uh, by listening through that. You can also use the TuneIn app, which a number of people do that. Um, They download that to their smartphone, Android or Apple, or they can also download it to their tablet and enjoy the show that way. So a lot of people use TuneIn or other apps. I think you use iHeartRadio and other things like that as well. And um, then also, you can contact us on Facebook. Look up Harvest Family Radio on Facebook and uh, give us a little thumbs up, like us, and then leave us a message. Every time we have someone new get on our Facebook page, we can see it. And the Facebook page is not just Live Till 5, but it has to do with a lot of the other uh, programs that we have here on Harvest Family Radio. 
SoundCloud. You can subscribe through that. Go to uh, khmg.org forward slash LTF and click on the SoundCloud button. And you can subscribe to all of our podcasts, not just Live Till 5, but also uh, Harvest Time and uh, Heart of Harvest and those programs which we produce here locally. And you can listen to those and you actually get a little email update every time there's a new one uploaded. So a lot of great ways to tune in to what's happening here on Harvest Family Radio. I'm Jared Baldwin, the host of the show. Second hour, the theme, Back to School, of course. Kaipo, Sebastian will be here with us talking about back to school stuff, among other things. And uh, hope you're able to stick around with us after the top of the hour. You're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio here in Barragata, Guam. Stick around for SRN News. And we're back with our second hour of Live Till 5 on this Friday, August 12th. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, 4.04 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. I'm looking at our high-tech weather instrumentation on the wall. It's 83 degrees outside right now, 54% humidity, barometric pressure holding steady at 29.66. Actually, the humidity outside is 43% right now. I looked at the wrong thing. Seven mile per hour winds. Out of the southeast, looks like right now. So 83 degrees, pretty comfy for a Friday afternoon, summertime in the hot island of Guam. It's, it's actually pretty temperate right now, kind of overcast, green. Lots of students uh, have already left the campus, but we do have a soccer practice going on, cross-country practice going on as well. Looks like the kids are having a lot of fun out there and a few coaches as well. And uh, glad you're with us. Maybe you're listening on the radio, 88.1 FM. Maybe you're listening online, www.hbcguam.net or khmg.org forward slash LTF. There's a couple different ways you can listen there. SoundCloud, you can listen to the podcast uh, through SoundCloud. Or you can listen live through a tu- the TuneIn app, which is one of many apps you can download. And uh, just a lot of different ways to be part of the show. We encourage you to engage with us a little bit. Click on our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio. It encourages us when we know that there are people out there tuning in, especially first-time people. There's no other way for us to really know what's going on out there on the other side of the radio because uh, there's no device that tells us how many people tune in and turn on the show or our radio station in general. So we'd love to have you tuning in. 20 years of ministry going strong here on Guam 24-7. Beautiful Christian music, Bible-based programming, preaching, teaching. Even our news comes from a biblical worldview so that we are unapologetically a Christian radio station. And uh, this little lightweight show we do on Friday afternoons, 3 to 5 p.m., 
uh, I think you could barely call it content because uh, sometimes we're just having fun. But we hope that it gives you a uh, fun alternative on a Friday afternoon if you're listening live or as you drive about on Saturday afternoons, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on your way home from church. Gives you a little something to listen to, something that is informative, something that's edifying, something that's entertaining, and uh, oftentimes educational, but I can't promise that it'll always have high fiber. Sometimes it's just sugar, but it's, it's, it's fun. And I have in studio, of course, two of my faithful wingmen. One we're saying goodbye to, and one we're kind of saying hello to. Kaipo we're saying goodbye to, and Sebastian we're saying hello to, because it's only his second show. And uh, Kaipo, you have some back-to-school stuff. That's our theme. And you developed all the content for me today, so I can apologize in advance to our listeners and blame it all on you. Um, I'll probably use you as an excuse for the next couple of weeks after you're gone as well, until it's not reasonable anymore. But uh, you got some back-to-school stuff for us today. Uh, how about the uh, back-to-school stereotypes? What do you have there? All right. Um, back-to-school stereotypes. And these are just a bunch of, you know, the, these kids and teachers that we all have experienced, and I think that we, we can all re- kind of relate to. All right, we're going to start off with, uh, you know, first day of school, um, uh, usually the younger years, sometimes the older years, but Screaming Sally, the girl who can't contain the first day of school, and they're just attached to their attached to their um, parent and just, like, will not let them go and They woke up two hours early. Two, yeah. Oh, no, no you're no, saying the, the one other. That, oh, it's the opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite. It's the one that does not want to leave. The clinger. The clinger, yes. Oh, yeah. Maybe, like, clingy Clara or something like that. <laughs> But um, the one that is, like, screaming their mind out, like, I do not want to be here. And really, I, I, I remember doing that in third grade once because I just came from public school to Harvest. And oh, boy. That was uh, that was an experience. What um, public school did you go to? Ordot Chalampago. Ordot Chalampago. Chalampago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Home of the ants. The ants. Okay. Yes. Yeah, very working. industrious. Yes. yes. All right. So you were a clinger. I was okay. a clinger. Okay. Yes. Um, then there's overprepared Owen. And by contrast, this one's by Chris, underprepared Ulysses. Okay. <laughs> mm. Couldn't figure out another one with, with a pretentious U. Greek parents. <laughs> yes, very Okay, pretentious. yes. All right. So overprepared Owen is that kid with like four like four composition notebooks for one mm-hmm. class and like yep. has a pencil, a red pen, blue pen, yes. purple pen, every kind of thing, and all this and his backpack comes like full. He has like a suitcase, one of those roller bags kind of things. <laughs> I am ready. That's right. You know? And That's then right. underprepared Ulysses is the guy, the kid who shows up and like, oh, we have a uniform? Yeah. Like, is- <laughs> underprepared Ulysses wants to sit next to overprepared Owen because when they say, take out a piece yes. of paper, he's like, hey, can, can I, I borrow, borrow some paper? <laughs> hey, take out a pen. Can I borrow a pen? Hey, can take out a red pen for grading. Oh, can I borrow a red pen? And overprepared Owen has three. So yeah. it's he's like, yeah, I got this. Man. I got it. I got, I got it. it. I'll take care of you. Yeah. So next one is Teacher's Pet Teddy. And, the, the, and that kind of like self-explanatory, but... In regards to, like, the first day of school, there's always that one kid. And this doesn't even happen just in elementary. I've seen it happen in college where they want to get as buddy-buddy with the teacher on the very first day as possible. And so, like, they answer all the questions and this and, like, really, like, engaging. And, like, it's not to the point where it's just sincerely doing that because I understand that, like, understand building a relationship. But it's, like, obnoxiously mm-hmm. trying to get ahead. Yes. And that's... In the old days, we'd put an apple on the teacher's desk. Mm. Now I think it's escalated. Yes. Uh, like an apple computer. Yeah. yeah. Imagine oh. that. Imagine that. Um, and kind of going along with that, there's know-it-all Noah, that one kid who mm. has the answer to every question. And when he gets it wrong, he, like, 
defends himself severely yes. or beats himself up. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. one kid always raises their hand. Yes. And then another kid who always raises their hand, question Quentin, the guy who doesn't absolutely does not know anything and asks ask question like, all right, class, so one plus one equals two. And if we go two plus, and he raises his hand, um, excuse me, um, how does one plus one work? Is it like, oh, is there a... Quentin. And like by the time it's uh, end of class, you've gone through like half a section. So because it's kind of and like, I mean you can't blame him for trying. You want him to learn. You want yeah. him to learn, but you know that's why there's different. You just wish they were in someone else's class. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and I did some teachers, and this is just from, from my experience. There's Rabbit Trail Randy. You know, <laughs> it's like he's talking about history class. He's he's talking about oh yes the great uh, World War One, and you know, oh it also reminds me of the of this thing I just watched, and then yes. he goes into explaining yes. that in five minutes left in class. Oh, we gotta go talk about World War One, and then it's like you're taking all these notes. Wait, this is not be on the test, and like you're just like, all in the world, why do we do this? I had a science teacher like that, and uh, yeah, he talked about his cats a lot. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, monotone Mandy, the one that just like just sort of lulls you to sleep with that just the tone. It's not nothing about them. They're trying their best. Mm-hmm. And doesn't have to be like it's not a personal not, criticism. Not a personal, it's just no, no. It, some some <laughs> some people like Jonathan Edwards, great preacher, but he just spoke straight. Yeah. Monotone Mandy. She was only born yeah. with one vocal cord. It's not <laughs> vocal cords. It's one vocal so cord. So it's just like this. <laughs> yeah, we talking about this. One plus one equals two, and it's like you're mm-hmm. kind of like you're really trying to yeah. like stay with them, but it's just kind of hard. Yeah, when her when you know. The yeah. android creator made her uh, <laughs> as a little robot, you know? So. Yeah. And then the, the last one I, I think that everyone definitely can relate to is Video Vaughn. So Video this is a teacher that, that like has an hour-long lecture, technically, like by schedule, but shows videos for half of it so that he doesn't now have Now you're getting personal. <laughs> I thought we were only talking about students. No, I was talking about I, – I was talking about – my economics teacher in college we saw a video at least once every day and for one week straight we had two minutes of lecture of like every day it was just like intro here and then like we watched a movie and it was it was ted talks we watched ted talks and like it's one of those things where we wish we could have just you know like her content instruction and, yeah and there was barely any it was like my friend jake um jake mills he said like we might as well have just watched all the videos then got, got, went to class but she was one of those that was really hard on attendance too so like, if you weren't if you weren't there you weren't there but um that's that's all the stereotypes stereotypes i'm, I'm sure i'm sure everyone can kind of relate to that yeah i'm i'm trying to think which one i was um i might have defied all stereotypes because i think i was the worst <laughs> of all the things you said combined um i really i grew up in a school a small christian school where I never did homework except for in the car on the way to school <laughs> or at the beginning of class, I would get it done and I would get it done just good enough to get like a B plus usually. And I never studied for tests hard. I mean, not until maybe my senior year and even then not that much. And, um, you know, I had to kind of learn the hard way. Cause then I went to college five years after I graduated high school, I went in the air force, went to college and my first class, I almost got an F. I looked at my transcripts recently I almost failed one class. I got D in another class. I was like a C student. But I knew that I had more to give. I just had never practiced good study skills. And so I got committed to turning it around, and then I became – I just watched other kids 
that were younger than me mm-hmm. that were being successful. I just mimicked their habits, just got up to the Surround yourself with successful yeah. people, yeah. like people who are, yeah. and you're going to That's why like I do this that. show every Friday. I want to surround myself with you guys, successful yeah. people, Chris, Sebastian, yes. Kaipo, successful people. It's like the circle of success. It's like that. <laughs> and then Kobe asleep on the couch over there, but that's okay. He's successful in his own right as well. So now you have a quiz for us as well. Yes, I do have a quiz, and this is back to school. It is the last quiz that I will be hosting, and you know, yeah. May Sebastian will kind of take this over. I wonder if we could trouble Chris to jump in on this because yes. um, we want to give him a oh, chance to here we to, go uh, uh, jump, become part of, be, be an active part of the show today because he is the station manager and all around I'm small like, guy. I'm like late Lionel. Who shows late. up late? Late Lionel. <laughs> Lionel. Yeah. 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 Not like Larry or any. I like Lionel. <laughs> Lionel. Like Lionel Messi. You know yeah, I was thinking. They, they, I, was, Messi. Yeah. I was thinking the kid from uh, Charlie Brown. Was it Lionel. Like? Linus. 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 Never mind. Late Linus. Linus. Never that works. All right. So, according to the Quiz Corner scoreboard, Pastor has five, Chris has one, and Seabass, who, I mean, this is his only second show, he has zero. <clears throat> what? So, I mean. You know, um, but we're going to go ahead and do this last little bit. Um, I have nine questions uh, just about this. And again, first one to answer or closest to the answer gets the point. Very subjective scoring. Mm. So will our host pastor retain his um, set a record, really build on that record of six, six and one? <laughs> will the he number has changed. I don't. I mean, I know I earned a couple points, but it looks like someone cleaned that up a little bit because last week the points were a lot messier. Yeah, I, I, I went through. And oh, okay, I thank just, you. I appreciate Did you just make that up? or No, no, it I, was, I just erased the... Okay, the, yeah. all right. Well, I, I, yeah, the numbers don't lie, I guess. Numbers don't lie. I mean, they but could, Chris, but they're not. Chris, the, the Cinderella man. Chris Harper, <laughs> stealing one away, but it's from the one beast. big point. I mean, look at that. It's, that one, it's a very big point. I made big. it. I made it bigger. Just you know, it, it just it's meant more emphasis. You know. One more than yeah. Sebastian. Yeah, and Sebastian, who has Third. nothing, Nine. but he does have a nickname. So I mean, and a good attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And a good All attitude. Right. That's, and, that's can, good. and nothing to do this weekend, ladies. <laughs> 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 I knew that oh, you were going to say that. Oh man! All right, back to school. Number one. What year was Harvest Christian Academy founded? 1975. Chris Harper. Whoa. Number one. Boom. And he's not been here very long. Yeah, he, he just knows these things. It's kind of like, you know. Chris, were you born in 1975? Six. Oh, 76. Okay. Mm. Wow. All right. This one's a bit, <laughs> this one's a bit uh, like, it's abstract. Um, it's going to go for estimate, all right? Approximately how many words can a number two pencil write? What? Oh. Just... Just throw 82,000. 82,000. Uh, English words, you're saying. Because those Czechoslovakian words, it's like even Czechoslovakia is one long word. That's half a pencil. <laughs> oh, so I mean, like we have to recalculate that. So English words. English words. How many did you say? 82, 3.6 million. 3.6 million. Wow. Mm. Yes. Eight, no eight, how much did you say? 86,000 or 82,000? Okay, I would say... Uh, 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 eighty-one thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Oh, and he did that, and he is correct. And actually, not near as much as Sebastian or you guys, really. But 
45,000 words. There you go. Still it's a lot. Wow. If you grew up watching The Price is Right, you just have to undercut the lowest guy and usually oh, get it right. Man. And I had a 50-50 chance. I mean, That's wow. 35 miles worth. If you're just wow. straight wow. through, it's 35 miles. Why would anyone want to do that? But it, that's beside the point. Okay, you know, great. It, it, you just got to figure it out. All right. Before erasers were invented, what was used to remove pencil marks on paper? What was the most popular mm. method? White out, obviously. I'm just kidding. Uh, Before erasers. Before erasers. It is a common grocery item. Gum. No. <sighs> gum is a common grocery item? I don't know. You know, uh, I don't buy gum. Something that could remove, something that could remove lead Candle from wax. paper. No, and you got to stop guessing now. <laughs> He's new at this. Um, We're gonna take your name off the board. I think, I think it, it might be like uh, uh, it's got to be something that maybe like borax. Yeah, no, like no, it's a common uh, common grocery no, item. I don't know. I have no idea. It's either bologna or bologna. milk. Bologna or milk, and then no, what, what do you no, think? No, what about I, you? It's just all right. I don't know. Soap. Soap. All right. Man, Neither of you are really close at all, but it's white bread. They used white to bread? use white bread. Oh. He said bread. Yeah. No. You said bread, didn't you? No. What? Oh. No. <laughs> I'm, okay. So I'm maybe Chris. I was thinking bread, <laughs> and I he heard said it soap. in Chris's voice. He said the soap. voice inside my head is Chris's Soap and voice. bread are different things, I'm pretty sure. I'm <laughs> I said bread <laughs> in my head, but it was Chris's voice. Why are you in my head? Oh, man. <laughs> I thought right. bread. So no one gets that point. Say it. But here's the next bread. question. Oh, four. see, it just came out late. Sorry. Delay. All right, the mascot for Elmer's Glue is Elmer the Bull. All right, correct. This character was created as husband to what other bovine mascot? Oh, um, also uh, the the brand also the, the starts with the bird and cow. Yes. Yeah. Yes, actually, it was designed wow. by the it's same like company. Bessie, Bessie the bird and yeah, Elsie, cow. Yeah, Elsie, Elsie the cow. Yeah. The from Bored and Milk. Wow. So you have the bull from Very Elmer's Glue. Very similar, though iconic. Nice work. Yeah. yeah. And the reason why is because both of them, uh, they were derived from milk products, yep. like like glue, yeah, I'm cow say, yeah, products, milk, yeah, <laughs> milk does have to uh, derive from milk. Elsie's contribution <laughs> was a lot less painful <laughs> <laughs> because they grind up the the bull's bones, but Elsie oh. just gives milk, mm. so she lives a long happy life. <laughs> and he, Elmer the bull, just yeah, Elmer's gone. Yeah. Elmer and Elsie. Elmer and Elsie. Tragic, but, tragic love story. So all right now it's two to one. Um, Seabass, I'm sorry, that's still zero. <laughs> oh, I need to turn his microphone on. Oh, no, it's, oh, it's, on. Oh, it's, oh, on. it's <laughs> on. It's on, it's on. We, we, we need to make sure. All right. In which country do public school students get served a three-course meal every day? At France. Lunch? France, yes. He knows these things. Of He's on top of that. France. French toast, <laughs> French fries, French pastries. <laughs> I have these I have these bits of knowledge in the back of my yeah. head. Mostly because I hear Kaipo talking about them throughout the yep. week when yeah. I'm in the radio it's station. Like osmosis. And he's researching. Osmosis. He's like, wow. That's, Noted. I thought so it was because you, like, you like British breakfasts and stuff like that, and you know what they eat beans for breakfast and stuff. So I'm an you Anglophile. Have Anglophile. Not a Francophile. Not a Francophile. Thank no. you. Great. Uh, I have right. a problem with Francophiles. All right, Francophiles. <laughs> Unless it's with beans. Francophile and beans is pretty good, but oh. just Francophile, which is like a All right, bun question number six. It is <laughs> two to zero. No, two to two to zero. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense. Kind of. All right, how old is America's oldest active teacher? Her name is Agnes Zelensky. 86. Zelensky. 86? 91. 91? That's pretty 
93. He is closer. 101 years old. Whoa. Still and teaching active. in Yeah. And still teaching in Wisconsin. We have her in K3. She's very <laughs> spunky. Oh, it takes her four hours to go up the little slide, but it's yeah. okay. Okay. All right. I take that. All right. So it is Cheap points. three wow. to two to zero. Okay. We're going to give you first answer. No matter how easy this question wow. is, Sebastian, we're going to give you a shot at it. All right. What is the circumference of the sun on November 4th? What? That's not okay. That's not an actual question. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Is it different on November fourth? Not November fourth. It's the one day I didn't days. memorize. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number seven. Which state has the lowest high school graduation rate? Oh, go ahead. Oh man, go on, Bass. Oh man, put one on the board, man. I'm going with Illinois. 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 No, no, it's it is not. Mississippi. No, it is not Mississippi. Oh, I was thinking that, but since you said that and it's not that, I'm going to say Alabama. No. Texas. Texas? Okay, nope. Keep going. Go again? Uh, How about Oklahoma? Nope. It's the rate? You said rate? Yeah, graduation rate. Um, Graduation rate? It's 62% graduation rate from high school. Could be. Um, I'm thinking uh, it could be Arkansas. Arkansas. Nope. It's a more mainstream, like, there's one big city in it, and that's it. Okay, that's it. That's Kentucky. It. No. Um, one big city in it. Hmm. One, like, that sounds more, like very one subjective. popular. Yeah, well, one, one. The people in that state that didn't graduate from high school are Here, Here's one word right that now. will. Uh, it's not in. No, no, no. Hit, I don't no think hit. it would be in the Northeast, and I don't think it would be on the West Coast. I think it's got to be Middle America, maybe the South. And I'm thinking perhaps Kentucky. He said Kentucky earlier, said and Kentucky. no. You, you said Kentucky. You can choose a different yes. one. Okay, we'll, we'll give you a pass. Uh, Missouri. No. No. I'm thinking, based on your clue previously, that there's only one famous city. I'm thinking Nevada. Yes. Nevada. Because although that's stereotypical, you're absolutely right. Yes. I mean, maybe not. I was going to, for my other hint, I was just going to say the word sin, and I yeah. think everyone would have got it. Mm-hmm. But hey, there you go. Ne- Nevada. Actually, fun fact also, Nevada is the highest paying physical therapy state. Um, 120,000 a year. Whoa. For physical therapists. Wow. That's average, too, so that's that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Number 8. All right, this one's going to be worth 2 points. Let's spice it up a little bit since it's 4 to 2 to 0. <laughs> yeah. All Sebastian, right. this is payback for the time that you beat Chris and I in Scrabble and you didn't let us live it down for like 48 hours. Every time you see us, shake your hand at George, hey, how are you doing since that Scrabble defeat? Oh, I got you in Scrabble, didn't I? I'm I like, still have yes, a picture I of that, can't. actually. <laughs> see what I'll, I mean? I'll post it on the radio. You are cruel, and so page. therefore we're publicly uh, <laughs> whooping up on you. All right. Again, closest person, but when is World Teachers Day? World Teachers Day. World Teachers Day. Someone throw it out because as soon as the first person throws it out. October 10th. October 10th. All right. May 15th. May 15th. Oh, I'm thinking something more like the day after Labor Day, like September 8th, like the first Tuesday of every September or something like that. Chris takes it. It's October 5th. Oh. He got the month. Two. in five days. Two. Wow. Yeah. All right. So. I didn't even overhear that in the break room. Sebastian still didn't even hear that one in the (laughs) listening. Yeah. All right. I thought you were in there washing your hands. No, I have a cup to the door. I'm trying to get the answers for the quiz. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, here's the last one. This one's uh, it's easier, but it's also kind of a trick. Not really. It's like a this is screwball kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what is the U.S.'s worst subject for high school students? Art. Nope, not oh, art. I, I overheard this one too. It it wouldn't be fair for me to say math. Oh, okay. There's not. All right, it is. Yep. I mean, that's fine. Wouldn't be five fair. To four. You can't help it that you're in the right place at the right time. Wouldn't be fair. All right, it's just not right. I do. I have, don't think I was going to say math anyway. So I do have one more question. If you guys, all want, right, yeah, like to do that. I'm game. Do so it. it's what's this five four zero, or is it zero <laughs> four five or is it zero five four it's four four? We'll just it's call four, it four. Let's call it four four. four. Because zero is just a placeholder. It was cheating. Uh, okay. Really. <laughs> all right. Here we go. How many points is this one worth? Ten. <laughs> you can't sure, let's give it a go. Let's go. Let's come on. Right. Right. How about five? All right. Five. All you have to do is beat us by one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he wants to beat you by six, actually. <laughs> He's like, that, now, that's scrabble. just wrong. That's just wrong. He goes from zero, we're generous, and he beats us by five, and then rubs it in for another week. And left. Yep. All right. Here we go. Who? How old is the world's youngest college graduate? Nine. Okay, nine. Guesses. Okay, I'm gonna go a little older. I'm gonna go maybe eleven. Eleven. Mm. Okay. Twelve. Chris just comes in solid. Eleven-year-old California boy. Wow. Ten- wow. Tanishk Abraham. Ah, that's a good he, Texas he gradu- name. He graduated from American River College in Sacramento, California. Just this past year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Chris, you can put a number up, uh, a, a hash mark on the board there. Wow. Nice, a nice fat one, a real wide one, because you did dominate that. You made your comeback. He even, he even played a gentleman game. Cause I know. Like... I know. I, I'm, I'm not surprised. Chris is a gentleman. He's all around good guy, and he's a <laughs> station manager, <laughs> and he's Sebastian's boss. So, yeah, you know, that's had, good. Had and a... after. Oh, for until I cut, clock out, he is my boss, and it has been a great summer, Chris. Nice, really thanks, Kaipo. Nice, we appreciate all your help. Yeah, yeah, and Kaipo is going to continue to uh, help us produce a new program that's coming out mm-hmm. later this fall. Building great leaders, building great leaders, Doctor Les Olala. So uh, Kaipo will be doing that remotely. So we will still be touched by his ministry, even from the other side of the planet. So thanks a lot, Kaipo. Great job, great way to uh, end the summer ministry at the radio station for you. And listeners, thank you for staying tuned. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, some poetry (laughs) by a local poet known as Sebastian. So stick around. More Live Till 5 after this. Back with a little more live till five on this Friday, August 12th, 4.33 p.m. If you're listening to us live here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, broadcasting high top the campus of Harvest Ministries. Been a busy week for us, starting Harvest Christian Academy with almost 1,000 students and really close to 80 college students on campus as well. So it's been a full week for us, kind of working through all the first week uh, 
little bugs and things like that. Not too many hiccups, though, really. We had a, a great first week and uh, looking forward to a good year and uh, looking forward to a little something special from Sebastian. Sebastian has a couple of segments you want to share with us based on our theme of back to school. Sebastian, by the way, just let's remind our listeners, because some people might not have been listening last week, that you uh, had a communications major at college, right? Oh, yes. And then you really specialize in, like, media, things like that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite aspect? Like, if you could pick, do you like doing video or you like more of a writer? You like doing audio stuff? What's your favorite? I mean, it all really ties together. I love video, but in order to do video, I need to get uh, help. And to do that, I need to put an idea into someone else's head. And to do that, I have to write the story mm. so that the idea can get to their head. So, I mean, I kind of like writing and video, like kind of almost Excellent. Equally, so. Excellent. All right. And today's theme, of course, is back to school, kind of low-hanging fruit. We picked the most obvious theme. But, of course, it's the week of back to school. And uh, you, I, you have two different things. The one I <laughs> wanted to talk about first are the do's and don'ts of prepping for school. Why did you come up with that, uh, that idea? You know what? I just wanted to help uh, kids just transition into this new – uh, phase of the year so i just uh thought thought of some you know simple tips to help them out so. take it away all right so these are the do's and don'ts of getting back into school uh do pack your bag at night before going to bed that's good yes don't pack your bag after the car honks its horn for the fifth time oh boy yeah. where's zachary <laughs> we need to get him up here for this if it's little kids like mine shoes find your shoes <laughs> oh before yeah the morning right i can't tell you how many times we've been either late or nearly late because people cannot find their shoes right and they say dad where are my shoes as though I'm going to know as better than As if you were them. wearing them. Right. Yeah, yeah. that makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. But anyway. Well, and uh, your kids, all their feet must only be like one size apart from each other. So a big bucket <laughs> yeah. of shoes just all looks like the same yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And if, yes, they hopefully they don't go into a big bucket of shoes because <laughs> then it'll be even bigger mess. They'll be fighting over shoes, yeah. which is what we don't want either. Well, as they grow, then they start wearing your shoes and then your shoes become their shoes. And then you can't find your shoes when it's time for you to wear your shoes. That happens for real. Anyway. Okay, Sebastian, some more. Yeah, all right. Do go to bed early. Don't go to bed early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, subtle difference. Correct. Yes. But it's so true. Those three words, in the morning. Oh. Yes. Spoken like a true college graduate. Oh, you know yes. it. Speaking of college, this might apply more towards college kids, but um, do take your shower at night. Don't take your shower 10 minutes before class starts. Mm, good. Good. I, yeah. Um, but if you have to choose shower or no shower, take a shower. Even if you walk in with wet hair, at least you smell good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, <laughs> do look over your homework at night. Don't whisper what homework to your friends as everyone starts handing it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I may I have had that happen that. to me in I college. I think I experienced <laughs> that myself. Um, finally, just... Do have food ready for lunch in one way or another. Don't not have food ready for lunch. It turns out in studies that starvation is actually bad for the body. So. That's I've never experienced that personally, but I'll take your word for it. Excellent. Now, this is not the only thing you have. 
Oh no! And you asked Chris to introduce you. So well, Chris, we, were, we were making a joke about how we would introduce it theoretically. Okay. And so I, I gave an introduction, and I found a YouTube clip that might help us with okay. this. Okay, go for it. And uh, it is poetry with Sebastian. I'm I'm speechless. Wait, get prepared to be blown. Wind away. chimes. The clock rings. The morning sings. Ding, 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 ding. I wonder what this day will bring. The car rumbles. The kids grumble. But their sadness should quickly crumble. For they are finally here. Ready for an awesome school year. Do not fear. Shed no tear. The first test is nowhere near. But when it comes, students pray their hardest. For that's how children grow spiritually at harvest. Nice. <laughs> Pat. Poetry by Sebastian. Hitting it out of the park. Now, Sebastian. Um, I don't think this is going to be a regular segment. I was <laughs> just, just getting ready to say that we need more poetry in our lives. Oh. And if you come oh. with a poem every oh. week, we will use it. I came last we night. We will use it. Wow. wow. Yeah. I know you spent hours on that. I can tell. Uh, yeah, hours thinking of pushing it off, and then yeah, about yeah, there you go. Of writing it. All right. Well, hey, <laughs> hey, good first attempt. I like that. That's how that's how great things happen. Is you just got to put it out there. And uh, oh, yeah. I like the intro, Chris. Can we get that into the palettes? And so that'll be my regular uh, <laughs> with the chimes. Yeah, I like the yeah, wind we chimes. Can do, yeah, we can do that. It's kind of yeah. a calming effect. You know, in the biz, maybe you guys don't know this, but in the biz, the purpose of bumper music and sound effects is to draw the listener's attention to the radio. So that they know, don't walk away right now. Something special is getting ready to happen. Oh, it's poetry with Sebastian. I must listen. Yeah. That's that's what they do in the biz. That's it. I mean, all my experience has God, been, that's cold. why they do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been around. Oh, well, hey, you know what? Speaking of bumper music, let's just take a little break. And when we come back, I'm going to wrap up the show the last 20 minutes. Thanks, Chris. All around great guy. Have a great weekend. Sebastian, thanks for hanging in there for an hour and a half with us. And thank you, listeners, for staying tuned. This is our 178th episode of Live Till 5 on this Friday, August 12th, 4.40 p.m. right now. And uh, glad you're with us. Stick around for a little more Live Till 5 after this short break. With a little more live till five, I'm your host Jared Baldwin. 4:42 p.m. on Friday, August 12th. If you're listening to the live broadcast, catch us on the Rebound Saturdays, noon to 2 p.m. or Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Glad to be part of your life today. Maybe you're driving in the car, listening, sitting at your desk at work, listening over the computer. However, you're listening to us, why you're listening to us, we're glad that you are with us. Hope to encourage you. As you hear this broadcast. Now, our theme this week is back to school because almost all the schools on Guam are starting up if they haven't already. They're starting up within the next few days. 
And uh, we want to talk a little bit about back-to-school things, including 31, I'm not going to read all 31, but unbelievable high school mascots. Uh, If you weren't homeschooled, and many people are homeschooled, but uh, uh, you go to a school, usually there is a mascot. Harvest are the eagles. Did you know that Harvest used to be a different mascot? When I first moved to Guam, 2002, different mascot. Do you know what it was? You know what's really collectible? A sweatshirt or a windbreaker from that pre-Eagles era. If you had one of those old sweatshirts or an old windbreaker from that era, you could really be styling right now. It's probably not worth anything on eBay, but here at Harvest, pretty cool. The pre-Eagle mascot was the Crusader. And uh, it's pretty popular amongst Christian schools. How about this? Um, Here are some unbelievable mascots. Huntington Beach Oilers. The Fisher Bunnies in Fisher, Illinois. Avon Old Farms Winged Beavers in Avon, Connecticut. The Winged Beavers. Interesting. Uh, How about the Blooming Prairie Awesome Blossoms? That's in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. You want to be an awesome blossom? The Polka Dots from Polka, West Virginia. The Orofino Maniacs from Orofino, Idaho. The Camas Papermakers from Camas, Washington. Heston Swathers. I don't even know what a swather is from Heston, Kansas. The Hickman Cupies from Columbia, Missouri. Cupies, like the Cupie doll, the baby. Not like the really good Japanese salad dressing, although I could have some of that right now. The Colinga Horned Toads from Colinga, California. The Richland Bombers, the Astoria Fighting Fishermen, the Mitchell Colonels from Mitchell, South Dakota, the Williamsport Millionaires, interesting. Kaukauna Galloping Ghosts from Kaukauna, Wisconsin, or Kaukauna, Wisconsin. Ridgefield Sputters from Ridgefield, Washington. The Johnson Adams Smashers from Savannah, Georgia. New Braunfels Unicorns from New Braunfels, Texas. Live Oak Acorns. The Hoopstown Area Corn Jerkers from Hoopstown, Illinois. The Frankfurt Hot Dogs from Frankfurt, Indiana. The Watersmeet Nimrods from Watersmeet, Michigan. The Vintage Crushers. The New Berlin Pretzels. The Yuba City Honkers. The Chattanooga Central Purple Pounders. Let's see here. Here are some some of the best of them all. The Rocky Ford Meloneers. And finally, the Centralia High School Orphans are the boys' team. And the Annie's. The girls' team. So the Orphan and Annie's. And then, of course, uh, honorable mention would go to the Arkansas School for the Deaf Leopards. Okay? And they have a pretty cool logo. You can look those up. But uh, what was your school mascot? My high school, the Eagle Heights. Anyone? Anyone? Falcons. No, just kidding. Eagles. Eagle Heights Eagles. And uh, pretty, pretty cool mascot. Here are some back-to-school jokes. Now, Kaipo provided all this content for me. He's kind of my research assistant during the summertime this year. And uh, he provided some content for me. Back to school jokes. I have not read these. He highlighted a few and he said that he thought I would really get these. So now I don't know if I should be grateful for all his hard work or if I should be insulted if these are terrible jokes. Let's give it a try. Luke comes home from his first day of school and his mother asks, what did you learn today? Not enough, Luke replies. They said I have to go back tomorrow. How about this one? 
David and Dan speaking. David said, why did the broom get a poor grade in school? Dan said, I don't know. Why? David said, because he was always sweeping during class. How about this book that was never written? When Does School Start? by Wendy, Wendy Bell Rings. Joe and Mo were talking. Joe said, what's the king of all school supplies? Mo, I don't know what. He goes, the ruler. Stevie said, hey, Mom, I got 100 in school today. Mom said, that's great. What in? Stevie said, a 40 in reading and a 60 in spelling. What kind of school do you go to if you're an ice cream man? Well, you go to Sunday school, of course. What kind of school do you go to if you're a giant? Well, you go to high school. If you're a surfer, you go to boarding school. And if you're King Arthur, you go to night school. Get it? Teacher said to Daniel, Daniel, I've had to send you to the principal every day this week. What do you have to say for yourself? Daniel said, I'm glad it's Friday. Teacher said to Tommy, Tommy, where are the Great Plains located? And then Tommy said, at the Great Airports. Math teacher said to Johnny, a man from Los Angeles drove towards New York at 250 miles per hour, and a man from New York drove towards Los Angeles at 150 miles per hour. Where did they meet? Johnny said, in jail. Because they were going too fast, get it? Teacher said, Tommy, Tommy, can you tell us where the Declaration of Independence was signed? Yes, ma'am, at the bottom. Peter said to Ted, what's the difference between a teacher and a train? What? Peter said, a teacher says, spit out that gum, and a train says, chew. Chew. Teacher to the student, why can't you work in an orange juice factory? I don't know why. Because you can't concentrate. Johnny to the teacher, teacher, would you punish me for something I didn't do? Of course not. Well, good, because I didn't do my homework. And many other back-to-school jokes. Some of you are laughing hysterically, and everyone else is uh, mad at the radio right now. How about uh, some of these phrases? These are little quotes from uh, Reader's Digest. American educators send in their funniest classroom stories by the thousands. Uh, Read the $1,000 prize winner and more of the favorites from Reader's Digest. This is the grand prize. Kids say what? 28 hilarious real-life teacher stories. I'm not going to read them all, but this one won $1,000. They wrote this for Reader's Digest. After a coworker had finished his English lecture and his, cl- and his class had filed out, a 10th grader stayed behind to confront him. I don't appreciate being singled out, he told the teacher. The teacher was confused. What do you mean? I don't know what the oxy part means, but I know what a moron is, and you look straight at me when you said it. That won $1,000. Here's an honorable mention. Performing Mozart should have been the highlight of my middle school chorus class, but after a few uninspired attempts, my exasperated student raised her hand and said, Mrs. Willis, we want to sing music from our generation, not yours. How about this? Here's another honorable mention. I recently asked a student where his homework was. He replied, it's still in my pencil. Jimmy had trouble figuring out when to use I instead of me. Then one day, while creating a sentence in front of the first grade class, Jimmy haltingly said, I, I, I shut the door. Realizing that he was right, he jumped up and down and shouted, Me did it! Me did it! How about this one? For Reader's Digest, this was written, During the driver's ed class that my friend taught, a student approached a right turn. Use your turn signal, my friend reminded her. No one's coming, said the student. It doesn't matter. It might help those behind you. Chastened, the student turned around, 
to the students in the back seat and said, I'm turning right up ahead. Uh, here you go. Who discovered Pike's Peak? I asked an eighth grader. He shrugged. All right. Here's a hint. I continued, who's buried at Grant's tomb? Grant, he asked tentatively. Good. Now, who discovered Pike's Peak? The student said, Grant. How about this one? The kids were painting a project for social studies and got some paint on the floor. Fearing someone might slip, I asked the student to take care of it. A few minutes later, a piece of paper appeared on the floor with the word, caution, wet paint. Oh, brother. Here's the last one. A junior in my English class gave a big thumbs down to the autobiography he read. His reason? The author talks about only himself. Interesting. You know, I want to take a very short break, and when I come back, we're going to wrap up the hour, finish up a little bit of talk about school, including give you some stats about school. So stick around. Very short break, and then the final little bit of Live Till 5 after this. Walk with me, walk with me, Lord, God, walk with me, while I'm on this old tedious journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. And as we wrap up the second hour of Live Till 5, the fastest two hours in radio feels like. Just want to give you a few stats on back to school because we're in school swing right now. Did you know that uh, um, top tech products for the back to school season? Survey shows that parents of K-12 students on average spend $343 on tech devices, $216 on mobile devices, $173 on telecommunication devices. Budgets are even bigger for entering college freshmen. 470 will be spent. I can, I can attest to that. What exactly are they spending the cash on? Laptops are 49% of all planned tech purchases, followed by tablets at 42%, mobile devices 31%, headphones 27%, mobile phone plans 22%, desktop computers 18%, cameras 14%, music players 1%. And as I look at the stats here, Walmart is the number one back-to-school destination. 61% of people that took this survey uh, for Rubicon, this online survey here, shopped at Walmart. Amazon trailed at 58%. 49% Best Buy, 51% at Target, and Apple trailed at 30% and 6%. So Apple, 6%, Target, 30%. So they uh, a lot of people out shopping. Did you know that private school on Guam is actually pretty reasonable as far as the cost goes. Uh, let me give you, like you would think, okay, comparable to California, the average private school tuition cost, 2015-2016, California, 12677 for average tuition. That's 10000 for elementary and over 17000 for high school in California. Hawaii, you spend a little less, 11000 average. It's 14000 for high school, 7000 for elementary. You have a, a few others that are kind of high. The highest I'm seeing right now, New Hampshire, where I used to live, private school, $27,000 for high school, $10,000 for elementary school. 
and Vermont, right next door. $36,000 average for high school, private school, $8,900 for elementary school. But if you're looking for a good value, a very inexpensive cost for private school education, you can go to Iowa, $10,000 for high school, a little over $3,000 for elementary. Michigan's kind of average $10,000 and $4,000, respectively. Missouri, where I'm from, $11,000, almost $12,000 for high school, but only $6,000 for elementary. But at the bottom of the list, as far as the least expensive, you have Wisconsin, $7,841 for high school, $3,150 for elementary. But the very cheapest one I could find, the least expensive, just below Iowa, Nebraska, $6,111 average for high school tuition for private school and only $2,970 for elementary school. It's the lowest elementary school private school pricing I could find on this survey. Average private school tuition costs 2015 to 2016. So if you have your kids in private school in Guam, you're getting a pretty good deal compared to the national average. Just saying, it's not a bad investment. And uh, if you're investing in a place for private school, you should consider Harvest Christian Academy. It's a great school. They're going to teach your kids not only excellent academics, but also in a Christian environment. And uh, I love working here at this ministry. And I know the students that are here are here for a reason. And we're going to uh, take good care of them this year. Looking forward to this whole great year ahead of us. Thank you for tuning into Harvest Family Radio and for listening to Live Till 5. Every Friday, this is our 178th episode. If you're catching us here on Live Till 5, 3 to 5 p.m. every Friday afternoon, noon to 2 Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night on the rebroadcast here on 88.1 FM, KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Stick around for SRN News.